Hello, No Means Nerds. We're back. It's No Means No Thing. No Means Nothing. We refuse to decide which way that goes. Uh, maybe you can help us decide which you prefer. Nope. We're just going to keep it ambiguous, I think. I'm yeah, sure, we, hosts, we do too Jordan. much deciding. Too much deciding already. We do. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I'm, I'm Jordan. Matthew. Michelle. Excellent. We're back. It's, it's uh, a little behind the curtain. It's been a while since we've recorded, so I'm stoked to, to do this. Um, yeah, in the time warp of uh, you know recording and then releasing, um, we haven't recorded for four weeks. I think it was June because of the goddamn heat wave. Episode fourteen. Yeah, this is episode bad. fifteen. It is uh, July thirteenth today, so it's yeah been yeah. a long long time. Hi guys. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Hey, so it's good to be back. I'm I've been I've been missing it for fuck's mm-hmm. sake. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm ready. And then this but won't be released we... until like the end of August or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it may even already be fall before you fuckers hear this. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, I guess it won't. It's only two two ahead. You mm-hmm. know, this is the first time you brought up the date that we recorded, so everybody's going to know like how far Ooh, how away the, the recording made. is. Oh, no. <laughs> Maybe so. Well, this, Peek this behind one's my little... curtain. <laughs> That's right. Oh, uh, no, thank you. So... I'm going to open my kimono. No, please, please. I'm desperate now to just know what you're drinking. I'm going to start because I'm super ass boring. My wife crawled out of bed at three o'clock this morning to get on a plane to New York Mm. and I could not fall asleep after that. So I'm tired as fuck. And so I've got some piping hot coffee for my interesting drink (laughs) (laughs) so that I don't fall fucking asleep on the microphone. So that's how boring I am. I didn't even put anything in it. I thought about it, but I didn't. So I'm boring. Let's uh, let's go with Michelle. What you got for us? Oh, you know you should really get instead of like third. angels singing, you should get harps playing for that. Being that it's well, you got piping hot coffee, Jordan. I am in a piping hot garage, so I have a great big glass exactly. of ice water. Although I do have. Uh... Oh my God! Am I the only alcoholic? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. He's I... about to bust out his choice. Oh, 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 all right. Well, I felt kind of bad a couple episodes ago where I, I, I kind of did a bait and switch on the longbow chocolate yeah. quarter. So yeah, you I... did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. So I got that one, and I, I have uh, also from Ho- from Victoria the Hoyen Dark Matter, which I believe has shown up before on this. It podcast, has. Yes, so. I'm familiar with that one. And then Dark uh, Matter. I got this one. I wanted to get. This is mostly to. Uh, get a strange reaction um Uh-oh. i have oh, i have oh. the white peach goes oh but it's got I, octopuses on it yeah it's got an octopus on it which is pretty cool you can't uh, can't fault the octopus um i did want the passion for it goes but i grabbed the wrong but the uh, reason i know michelle doesn't like the very existence of this but this is no, from I like peaches town site like... brewing which is a brewery in powell river british columbia Oh. Oh, 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 well, there you go. That you might have fucking... to have that one. It might be that... the peachy. peachy well, that key. feels that sounds good as hell and really refreshing on a hot day, man. Yeah. I don't know. I'm leaning towards that one. Yeah. You know, on a on a different tip, um, I'm, you know, I'm always telling you guys about my weird berries and such. Look at those. Are those blackberries? No, they're not. Yeah. These Boys are raspberries. No, this is the one <gasps> where the monkey chased the weasel around. These are mulberries. Mulberries. 
berries? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I have never actually seen a real mulberry. They look like they're in the raspberry family. I guess they no, are. No, they're actually, actually more closely related to like yeah. breadfruit and shit like that. My mouth just filled up with saliva when I saw you bite into that like it was sour or something. Oh, they're, Somewhere they're, they're sweet. sweet and juicy. Somewhere oh there's God. some mulberry beer waiting for you to bring it onto the podcast. Oh, they taste like wine. They're really rich and nice Ooh, and juicy. Nice. Wow. Well, I'm I'm voting uh, peach. I think Me that too. sounds I All think right. that sounds nice and refreshing on a hot day. Yeah, well thank you. I appreciate that because it is thirty two degrees in here. That is uh, four hundred and seventy five yeah. for the American listeners. That's yeah, freezing. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, oh. we're we fucking Americans are so dumb. We're such dumbasses. Fucking ignorant. hate it. I hate it. I hate it. How is All it? Right. Peachy? Is it, wait, let's let's have a yeah, taste let's, test. Well, yeah, let's, what's, what's, the, nice? what's the verdict? Goes are, are it's kind of a, a little little yeasty, not too hoppy. Just uh, yeah, it's like drinking yeah. lemonade. It's tasty. Oh, Thank you. Right. Yeah, and like, um, the advantage like to this nice is that it's it's in a can, so I, I maybe get to have another one. <laughs> Ooh, nice. I'm sure it's not as high alcohol content as the last one we made you drink, which was an obscenely oh my god, yeah, <laughs> me high. Still still feeling alcohol that one. content. It's over there. You were... <laughs> very drunk by the end of that episode which uh-huh. i uh, it was, was great a big <laughs> fan of but i don't want to do that to you every episode we'll save that every every two or three we'll throw that at you maybe but yeah 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 so no, basically drinking a bottle of wine in an hour and that is uh, <laughs> we, should have, we should have a different person get sloshed every week exactly exactly no, no i can't i can't i won't i can't one of do the, it one of these episodes i'm gonna have to smoke a bunch of weed and see if i can record i don't, I don't think <laughs> we'll record. yeah no we'll see I, how that goes no the, the gummies are on different i don't think i don't i don't yeah 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 me too well listen <laughs> I, I hope everyone out there uh, those that can anyway are, are cracking open something um i hope you got something interesting we've we've been hearing a lot of really great uh uh examples of shit you guys have been cracking open we love it so why don't you do that now and we're going to introduce you to the first pairing of tonight. We've got two songs uh, that are actually really close together in release time on the catalog. Both songs on what I would call secondary releases. These are not primary album songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my little catchphrase, what an interesting matchup. But it, it's, again, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, that's always going to be true. Someday it won't, but I'll say it anyway. So we start off with I'm doing well off of or I'm doing well. Off of Mr. Right and Mr. Wrong, one down, two to go, the compilation, uh, 1994, versus Rise, off of Would We Be Alive EP, 1996. So a couple years apart, Mm -hmm. two sort of off-the-beaten-path releases. Uh, Some folks I know are going to be going right now like, what are those fucking songs, right? Like, you you may not, Mm. not everybody may be super familiar with these, so if you haven't heard them, Dig them up. They're on YouTube, I'm sure. And hopefully these will be part of the big re-release. But they're both worth a listen for sure. So let's uh, let's dive in. T- tonight, um, Matthew's going to start on this first pairing. And then I'll go. And then Michelle. But before we let Matthew uh, expound on and we see how he's doing, we're going to listen to a bit of uh, Rob. Mm-hmm. 
clear blue sky I hear the ringing of the bells Into the belly of hell I'm doing well, I'm doing well I buy cheap, sell dear Just keep it simple, keep it clear I got a product to sell I'm doing well, I'm doing well 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 All right, Matthew, hit us. I don't remember because this this CD, unfortunately, is the only one that I cannot find. It's around somewhere. It was in the car. We brought the car to be crushed into a cube, and the CD is probably in the box that we took out of the car, and it's in the basement somewhere, and I hope it, it didn't get crushed oh, into a cube. Oh, I thought you were well, going to say, gonna it say it's in the cube of the car. I, I don't know. It may be. I hope it's not. But uh, I can check whether this is sort of considered a, um, a Mr. Wrong song or not, because it's just Rob. It doesn't, la- it doesn't label it that way, okay. but, I mean, for fuck's sake, I would back that Notion 1000%. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's Blind Lamb and Robbie um, doing his eight bar <laughs> thing. Um, it's him and an acoustic guitar. And Blind uh, Lemon and Robbie. I just got that. <laughs> there's a, a, a sound effect to go through the whole thing, which I think is actually really cool. It's like a, 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 a sound of falling water. And I, I sort of envision him sitting on a porch and the, the rain coming down. And he's just... Uh, wailing away at his, uh, his, his eight bar blues uh, uh, somewhere in the world. Um, maybe the bayou, maybe the Sunshine Coast, <laughs> who knows? Um, the Sunshine Coast is is kind of uh, ironically named, by the way. Um, but yeah, sitting on a porch during a rainstorm. Um, I couldn't turn up a, a previous version of this because it sounds like something that might have been covered, but I think it's, it isn't. I think it's an original, which is yeah. Uh, I, th- cool I, I, I was yeah. wondering too, because it's that I went good. down that rabbit hole and there's, yep. there's no evidence that this is a cover. Yeah. Wow. So I think it's pretty simple. It's uh, to me, it's success. Um, a guy talking about and the inevitable fall um, that he, he, he did a bunch of stuff to be successful. And then, uh, was less successful, but he said he did everything. I think the uh, the sort of telling line is, I followed all the golden rules. Do you smell what I smell? Um, that maybe he didn't follow all those rules. <laughs> and what did I say as I felt? So uh, he, he had some success and he's sitting on his porch and uh, after a rise and a fall, he's doing well. And um, it's a, it's a relaxing song. It uh, transports me, and I kind of want to learn to play acoustic guitar and sit on a, uh, a, a rainy porch myself. So yeah. uh, not much to say, but uh, yeah, there you go. That's great. I mean, I, I, uh, I'm right with you on all that. I mean, first of all, it's great to be reminded of how fucking great Rob's guitar chops are. It's tight. Mm-hmm. He's tight as fuck on this, and it's great knowing that this is an original piece, super bluesy. I mean, it's not it's daring necessarily, but it's super tight and I, I love it. I mean, this, this is a great companion piece to sitting on top of the world and end of the world, all those other Mr. Wrong pieces, but this is, has to be one of the ones he played when he would play as Mr. Wrong. I mean, I'm, I've, I know I, Matthew, you've said you've seen some of those shows. Yeah, anybody else though. out there, yeah, anybody else out there who might remember, like, let us know, hit us up in, in one of those socials. Let us know if, if you remember him playing this, but he had to have, I, I can't, this is clearly 
all Rob all the time. I mm-hmm. love that sound effect. I love the rain. I, I either, mm. I think a porch is a good notion. For some reason, I kind of felt, I always pictured someone sitting under an overpass, like in a, in a big rainstorm, just kind of sitting in the, you know, in some dingy underpass, but it's the same sort of thing. It adds a lot to it. And, and one of the reasons I felt that is at the end, I get that the the rain sound of when cars pass through rain puddles. It's not just straight rain all the time. There's that mm. sound yeah. of how there's a car passing through big, you know, gutters of rain puddles. Um, and yeah, I think uh, it, it's not a super complex song lyrically, but really great. This is sort of like a blues song from Alec Baldwin of Glenn Clary, Glenn Ross. <laughs> yeah. Just sort of that, <laughs> that sort of like an asshole, like, what, what I really get from this song is it's it's somebody who is well within social norms, someone who who is, quote unquote, as you said, following all the golden rules, bit off what they can chew. Right. He's 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 subverting this kind of notion of like, oh, here's an asshole who's who's bilking everybody. He's like, no, I'm doing everything I should, hmm. but I'm still a fucking asshole. I'm still I, I'm, I'm on that side of ca- of, of the capitalist uh, ledger sheet. That yeah. takes advantage of everybody and makes me a a, a huge fucking leech asshole. And he so, does his bucket in the well. In there, does he? He took I, what there was to take. He took. He takes what he's going to take, and he's doing well. He's very successful. But he didn't, he but, didn't take too much. He shared it, didn't he? He doesn't say anything about sharing. Absolutely ah, not. It's what I. It's what I feel. No. Well, I want to hear your take. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. But no, saying. I think because this guy's talking about go. This guy's talking about um. Going straight to hell. Like this is a this is a fault. This is a song about a fall. This is a song about losing your soul. Mm. It's not a song about actually doing well. He's doing well, but then he's going straight to the belly of hell. Do you smell what I smell? Which to he, me is like yeah. is like brimstone or something, right? Like I, I don't know. Uh, to me, it's it feels like it's one of those characters that's, you know, this is not a savory he's, guy, but it's he someone sold who's his soul. Yeah, but he's working within the rules. He's not, you know, he didn't make the rules. He's just working them. Um, but, and I, and, and Rob's delivery on this is just, it's fucking great. It's just so fucking great. Um, I, I really think this is a great song. I, I'm really glad they put it on that album. It does absolutely feel like a Mr. Wrong song. I don't think it's got no other, no means no fingerprints. Um, uh, my levels are a little bit high. So I'm, <laughs> I, I can't read that cause it was backwards. <laughs> I wish, I wish I were a little bit high, but I'm not. So I'm going to turn down my gain a little bit. Nice one. And we'll see how that Why goes. Why did I see that backwards? Because he has his a, he has his camera? Zoom setting set to uh, reverse Canadian? The, to mirror it. Yeah, it's Canadian. Oh, it's so a Canadian. that's I'm not yeah, taking my game down any lower than that. It's metric, metric. Yeah, metric <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that's that's what I got to say about that song. What about you, Michelle? Where do you fall? Ha <laughs> ha! Rob sitting out on the porch in Memphis. I wrote he was sitting on the porch too, drinking a lemonade. <laughs> and I'm sitting next to him in my rocking chair, petting the dog. And this is all after we've made sweet love. <laughs> this is quite a departure from our angry priesty Rob, who's pissed off. And this song is so quaint, I can't stand it. Completely stripped down. It's just glorious to listen to. A fantastic blues homage. I love the raindrops in the background. And whoever thought to put that in there is a fucking genius. I love this song. Excellent. Very calming and, and relaxing and lovely. It is. Yeah. yeah, it is. I agree. It's it's pleasant as hell to listen to this yeah. song. Yeah, yeah. For sure. He's got 
tight fucking little fingers on that guitar. Mm-hmm. All right. Did you do that the same time I did? I wonder if we were in time. Probably simultaneous. We did it. Oh my God. That's hilarious. Now let's switch the tone up quite a bit. 180 might not even be enough. And we're going to talk about rise off. Would we be alive? So before we, uh, before we rise to that occasion, let's hear a bit of this song. Yeah, this is uh, one of four songs, and it is a, I, I feel is a, a bit of a unique, um, unique, unique addition to uh, their their list to their uh, acumen. Um, if you wanted to indoctrinate a Tool fan into No Means No, <laughs> this this might be a good place to start because it's like um, it's it's very very nineties. I say that before, and I don't mean it is a bad thing at all, but it's basically like uh, when Jawbox met Clutch. Uh, it's like it's probably the the metaliest uh, no means no song that I can think of. Uh, sort of a, a lot of um, almost kind of stereotyped metally things in it, chuggy guitar and the um, it's all bluesy metal almost. But uh, yeah, it's uh, the more melodic kind of ethereal uh, parts in the choruses, uh, which remind me a little bit more of sort of more post post punk stuff mm. like Jawbox. And I'm Jawbox, one of my favorite bands, so it's <laughs> I'm not dissing them at all. Um, and I kind of forgot about Clutch. I used to really like Clutch, but uh, this song kind of reminds me of the song called Burning Beard in a way. Uh, but again, it's been a long time since I heard that. So it may not, it may, it may uh, be similar to my memory of Burning Beard and not actually be similar to Burning Beard at all. Um, yeah, religious Burning theme, um, absolution and forgiveness. Um, so yeah, when he says never stop, uh, I like how it all slows, slows down. Um, and uh we're all still writhing. It's song about you know transcendence, but uh, there is no transcendence, or there's transcendence for a very very few. No exaltation without devastation of many. Uh, mm. You have to you have to walk on the uh, walk on the backs of uh, of the scum and the the writhing bodies in order to walk down the halls and the colonnades and all that kind of stuff. So it's very uh, to me um, right in uh, Rob's wheelhouse about. Uh, sort of the, the 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 plebes and the the fascists and the uh, authoritarian kind of uh, plebe? F- feelings plebe yeah, yeah like uh, uh plebeians like the rabble yeah the, uh, <laughs> i have no idea what you even masses. said oh there's some okay. lovely filth down here <laughs> oh, oh dennis 
<laughs> um, I love the radio sounding voice in the background. Um, I think that's John. And, oh, uh, I think so too. Yeah, who's yeah, yeah. on yeah. the bottom? Who's on top? So yeah, it's a song about sex, about dominance, about heaven and hell, and uh, maybe things switch around from time to time. Um, you know, the uh, maybe the Nazis, they were walking down the halls and looking at the pictures on the walls. And uh, yeah, then they, they didn't, uh, didn't stay up there very long. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, uh, what else have I got to say here? Oh yeah. The bound and gag, we walk together. So sort of the complicit, uh, or in you're almost captive in your, um, exaltation. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot more to say. Oh yeah. It just reminded me of a line that I really like from rich guns. Uh, uh the chairs on which we sit are made of human bone. Mm. Uh, I think I might've brought that one up before. Cause it's one of my favorite, uh, Nomi's no lines, but yeah, that's uh, great. yeah. Um, not my yeah, favorite. From, uh, yeah. I wouldn't say it's my, one of my, one of my favorite Nomi's no songs, but, uh, I liked it better. I didn't, I don't think I really noticed it that much before. Cause, uh, uh, I kind of forgot about this EP for a long time. And, um, yeah, it, it doesn't really fit. So I'm actually kind of glad that it isn't on an album that's on the AP by itself. Cause I think it's better appreciated on its own because it is, uh, unlike so many of other, other songs. Yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, that's about it. Nice. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with a lot of what you were talking about there, man. And, and I, I found when I was listening to this song for this episode, which I think I listened to this song more for this episode than I ever had before, even mm-hmm. though I had listened to it before and appreciated it works a um, hundred times better for me on headphones. Uh, there's there's mm. some great production in there. Some really subtle vocal work going on very quietly behind Rob's main vocal work. And the guitars are deeply layered. There's several layers of guitars going on. Um, I just picked up a lot more subtleties on the headphones, even than, even when I was in my car with a good sound system blasting it. Uh, it uh, it's got a lot going on. It's a lot more layered than I had than I had thought. Um, and lyrically, yeah, for me, I think all the things you talked about are, are spot on, uh, more or less. This song is one of their harder for me to pin down. It, it could also mm-hmm. be because I, I haven't spent as much time kind of just mulling it over in my head. But, you know, certainly the, the, the two great pillars of themes of sex and religion, right? I mean rise and sin no more one of the jesus that jesus fellas famous sayings is go and sin no more so i i was trying to puzzle over the um the alteration of that phrase to rise and sin no more right like what's the what's the significance of changing go which is the the real common translation of of that phrase to rise um and also uh you know how i love these like subtle changes they make verse to verse in all these songs, they have the see the bodies fly, see the bodies ride, and see the bodies fall. So there's there's this arc of what happens to the bodies, of how it starts very high, and then it's very earthbound with ride, and then it's fall. So there's this arc of, of sort of starting very lofty and then crashing down to earth. It's um, an erection, because you said it was like sex, too. Well, so I was going to say that there's 100%, like... There are the, times, I was kidding. But. No, no, no. There are times I listen to this song and I 100% think <laughs> it's an entirely a sexual innuendo front to back. Meaning wiggly, wiggly, there wiggly, is, wiggly. There, 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 is, there is no other meaning. There's no other. Every line you can read pretty much as just sexual innuendo. And both things can be true, right? Like that might, could, uh, knowing Rob, that 
he could absolutely have written it that way so that it's very ambiguous. He has but a yeah, flying there's, penis. There's a, a shit ton in there about, uh, you know, um, between your belly, in between your th thighs, the whole thing. It's just, oh, it's I all, heard that. Yeah, I heard that. It, there's sexual innuendo all over the fucking place. So, but I don't, I, I, I'm not going to, I 100% can't pin this one down for myself. And also, I will be shamed to admit, I don't know if this is a shame because I don't, I, this is not 100% true, but there are times I listen to this song where it almost feels like a subtle no means no parody. Like they're taking the piss a bit and not in a bad way. But like, especially when John comes you in mean with out that, of themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, oh. he, where, where he, that part where John comes in with the who's on the bottom. It's so fucking goofy in the best way, but it's so fucking goofy. Yeah, that's that like the only like, element of humor that I could sort of detect. In but it. it's I think maybe so it's... like goofy in the middle of this earnestness that it just makes it feel like, are you guys in a really fun way sort of just taking the piss? <laughs> And and trying to make me take this song really seriously when it's really just about someone's dick. Like I I I, I think I think it's much more subtle than that. But but there are times, honestly, where I've listened to this over the years. I've gone. I think this is their. I think they're having a shit ton of fun, kind of going. These guys are gonna fucking take this so seriously, but it's just a. It's, it's a, a it's a joke. dick song. Um, but but to the music, yes, '90s metal all the fucking way. I love the, the music to the song. I think it's fucking great. It's crunchy. It's anthemic. It's yeah. got this kind of metal arena f feel to it. And like I, I totally said, I put the Sabbath towards the end there. <laughs> yeah, and when I put the headphones on, the guitars are really layered, and just the gun 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 and the pauses and just it's ugh, it's just crunchy and fucking like metal granola i just love it <laughs> your fucking face and, and give me a fucking oh. break rob's vocal delivery holy shit oh. yep. his gurgly <laughs> screams, at the end yeah his his gurgly screams when he's just like i can't that's like fucking grover on a <laughs> i don't know what the fuck like but, but it's it's genius it's juicy and listen i'm sure i'm not every fan out there listening would agree with me but we need to be hailing Rob as much as a genius vocalist as a, as we do for his bass playing and songwriting. He is so fucking good on the vocals and He's songs like this. Some shit, man. Songs like this He's that are you know, a for fuzzy many, blue monster. <laughs> that may might just be kind of a throwaway song. Like he fucking leans into this eight thousand percent. And and Michelle, you've said this before, but. I wanted like this is one of those songs where I'm like I want there to be a fucking video of him recording this oh, in the yeah. sound booth. I want to see that fucker sing this because that is so good. I How I saw you... this I saw this tour uh, when they toured with this uh, EP. I'm sure they played this, but I cannot remember it because part of it for me is in whenever they would play new songs, uh, which this would have been a new song for them at that point, and we wouldn't have heard it yet. I, they're hard for me to remember live because I don't have the memory of having seen them a million times or heard it a million times. And so I don't have that recognition. I, they, I remember them playing our town during that tour and being like, what the fuck song is this? And right. I do remember that. Um, Cause I hadn't been out yet. Uh, that wasn't out then for another four years, I think. Yeah. Uh, but I don't remember this one, but I, I wish, I wish I did. Cause I think this would have been hella fun live. Um, yeah. I, I think, I don't know if you'd have to wait until the end to sing this one. Cause his voice would just be blown out. Maybe but screaming he's doing. He's, yeah. he's fucking good at it, man. It's frightening. But Michelle, that we got to now hear your thoughts on this fucker. Uh, my first sentence I wrote down: Jesus, this sounds like Nirvana, and that's not a bad <laughs> thing. 
I, you oh, love I Nirvana. love Nirvana. I know that. Oh, I love Kurt Cobain so much. I love Kurt Cobain so much. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It's not even funny. Uh, I gotta admit, at the beginning, the lazy vocals, uh, they, they don't really do much for me, but they do recuperate a bit in, you know, once they get more into it, as you've spoken about. And there's some fantastic sections with senses of urgency and fear. The who's on the bottom, who's on the top part is great. And all the music around that is fantastic. Tom's playing some really cool interchanging guitar screams in there. And it's really, really good stuff. The lyrics in there are reminiscent of like the, the song Who Fucked Who, which is fucking stellar. I oh, can't Jesus. wait to get to that. Me too. But it's Jesus always, they're Christ. always asking who's getting fucked, me or you. Like that's yeah, always right. kind of the question. And I think there's some other songs where they're, I, I can't remember. I think there's one or two more where where they question like who who's who's getting it or taking advantage of or blah, blah, blah. I, I can't remember. Total Sludge Festival and this one and its slow buildup is epic and worth the wait. Nice. I agree. It's got a great fucking build, this song. Yep. And I love it when they do that. I love it when they don't pussy out and they just go straight for it. And they mm-hmm. just give you they give you that mm-hmm. nice crunchy build and beat drop that you're that you're looking for. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, I guess we've all had our say. It's time to vote on these two suckers. So we've got I'm these doing are well. Complete opposite. Oh, they Jesus, are, in, aren't they? I in mean, this corner, sh- we've got I'm doing well, Mr. Wrong sitting there in his priest uniform. And in that corner, we've got Mr. Wrong in his priest uniform surrounded by his minions. So, Matthew, who are you going for? Um, I think well, I, I really like them both. I, I probably would have uh, shit canned Rise uh, before, but uh, I listened to this one a lot. And uh, I think that little observation that you had about, because uh, I, I wrote, you know, there's doesn't seem to be any humor in it. And then I'm like, yeah, that, that John voice is pretty funny. And maybe they are taking the piss. And that makes me like it, you know, 300 times better. Um, so uh, because I'm doing well as, as, you know, pleasant as it is and everything, it's, it's just Rob. And, uh, um, you know, with just Rob, how dare you. <laughs> but Tom's guitars and everything like that make me... Um, Rise is just uh, my my choice this time. Yeah, nice. So yeah, I, uh, I I I love I'm doing well. I do feel like it is not as much of a no means no song because it is just Rob. But even just Rob is fucking phenomenal. But right, uh, it's it's kind of in a different universe. Whereas Rise is all of them. I I don't know that Rise would win against a lot of other songs. So it might yeah. have picked picked a fortunate pair. But I do love it, and I. As with many songs that we've covered on this podcast, I have even more appreciation for it now than I did before. This will be on mm-hmm. rotation for me. Uh, mm. But for me, it's Rice. Michelle. Oh. Well, I'm, I'll, I'll thrice it. I'll thrice, thrice the Rice. I'll thrice, thrice the Rice. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Well, yeah. listen, no offense, I'm doing well. You're a great fucking song. Um, oh, I love it. You're not going down in defeat, but... Uh, it's like no means no for your parents, you know. You know, <laughs> despite the fact that uh, you know, yeah, yeah, that's that's true. It really is. My dad's a not, blues fucking no, horse. Not so in a bad way, though. I mean, I should play yeah. this for him. He'd probably love it. No, not in a bad way. I don't. No, want to I hear you. Like no, 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 no. Parents, no. It's just we like you gotta work, work your way into it, you know, and then get to the, you know. Yeah, yeah. We I didn't choose him, but shit. he's doing well. Yeah, he's on his porch yeah. somewhere. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, with his lemonade. Our first pairing was one of unanimity. We'll see if that uh, carries forward in round two. But before we get to round two, dear listeners, you're now used to 
getting to hear one of your own voices, someone from the community who's going to pop in and who's going to tell us a little something. And Matthew, will you remind everyone before I say who's going to who's going to do this, um, what what we'd like people to send in to us? Let's let's remind people what we're looking for. Yeah. So please send your submissions to uh, no means nothing podcast at gmail.com. Um, we yeah, asked three, three questions. Um, what is your no means no origin story? Uh, what does no means no mean to you? And uh, if you got one, um, kind of a, a personal no means no story. And uh, if you could send those to the uh, the Gmail or um, let us know if you throw them into Dropbox or something like that. And uh, please feel free to, if you need any technical uh, suggestions, just, uh, just give us a dingle and we'll see if we can help you out with that. And if you want to write it out and uh, have us read it, um, you can do that too. And please let us know that that is what you want us to do and maybe even who you want to read it. Um, so there you go. And uh, thank you all for your submissions. They're, uh, they're rolling in these days. And uh, please don't feel discouraged uh, if you don't hear it. Uh, if it seems like a really long time since you send it in, it probably has been and probably will be because there are quite a few to get through. And we release only every two weeks and three songs per person. Uh, so, yeah, don't get discouraged. They will all uh, appear eventually. Yeah, one way or another, all of these are going to get hurt, believe me. So, And, and speaking of which... Um, Tonight, we're actually going to uh, put in the first recording we received, which we have not put in yet for some stupid fucking reason. But oh Chuck, my Chuck, God. Chuck Wood someone who has just podcast. hurt himself uh, chugging around his room playing air guitar when Rise uh, got advanced. That's right. Uh, Chuck, <laughs> you okay, just, man? You know, <laughs> yeah. today, right. I think it was this very day today, or maybe it was yesterday when we saw you commenting on Rise on our little Facebook group. So uh, it was well-timed. Uh, so that one's for you, buddy. Um, and let's listen yeah. to Chuck tell us about the first time he heard that seminal album, Wrong. Take it away, Chuck. Oh, Chucky boy. Goddamn fucking planes. <clears throat> okay, so uh, this is my story of uh, the day I bought Wrong. Like, literally the day it came out. Um... I had pre-purchased the record and I got off from work the day it came out. I went to the record store that I pre-purchased it from, got said record, uh, joyfully sprinted home, put the record on very, very loud, got in the shower about halfway through my shower was like what is going on out there rinsed off turned the shower off got out turned the volume down on the stereo and there were two police officers beating the shit out of my door with batons <laughs> because of <clears throat> upwards of uh, eight complaints about excessively loud music so that was the day i first heard wrong all right thank you chuck and uh thank you everyone else for all the submissions as matthew said they are rolling in which is fucking thrilling and we've got some great international ones um keep them going folks they're fantastic we love to hear how them much, and we think you guys do too how much wrong could a woodchuck 
Chuck if Chuck would could Chuck wrong. <laughs> nice. And what what Jordan nice. means by international is not Canadian or American. Not Canadian <laughs> or American. That's right. We non North American. Uh, still waiting on you Seychelles and Iran and Korea. So let's and uh, uh, U.S. minor outlying islands. <laughs> yes, whatever. That and uh, for Brad and Carl, yeah, we have. Uh, uh, just so you know, uh, Palmyra is in the room. Nice. Palmyra. Palmyra. Nice. My heart's on fire. For Palmyra. I don't know what that is. All right. Oh, what was that band? Oh, it was so bad. I can't even fucking remember, but it was bad shit. I have no idea what either of you were doing. Good, good. But from from that, I gotta Google it. I gotta Google it, or I won't Google be able to stop just, thinking about it. Fucking Jesus bust out whenever you find Christ. it. We're gonna move on to round two. Our contestants are ending the ring. In this corner, tuck it away, off of Worldhood what? of the World as such, 1995. Up against, in the other corner, I can't stop talking. From Dance of the Headless Bourgeoisie, the Oak Ridge Boys. Sorry. Oak Ridge Boys. Again, we are fully post-Andy era here. And another two songs that are very close in time. Um, as a matter of fact, no, no, not as close in time, but close as the other pairings. So that's mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Um, all right. So we're going to start with Tuck It Away. And Michelle, this time you get to start us off. Uh, regale oh, us. Wait, hey. before we do, before we do, let's uh, tuck into a little bit of this song. kick-ass fun tight fun stuff yeah i actually did write all that down <laughs> <laughs> just so i can remember to say yeah, yeah. anyways oh yeah. yeah yeah this has a huge overtone it has huge overtones of the hansen brothers am i right yes mm. john really has a great voice and like you two have said it would have been cool to hear him sing more there's really great interludes where there no means no pokes through the Hanson vibe. And I guess it's in the bridge section right before that we all agree it's such a bore part. And that's where I think the no means no kind of pokes through. There, there's mm. there's a good section in here. I wish, I don't know, I, I'd be cool to hear it because I write down as I'm listening, but it, it was, it was. Oh yeah, I can it, hear it's, that part. It's, it's, love it's, that it's part. amazeballs. I, I can't hear it, so I, I would love to because I'd probably be able to say a bit more on it, but it's great. It's like a little no means no. That's probably hey, the part. That's probably the part I'll put in as the uh, as the little opening. Oh teaser. yeah, do it because yeah. it's a little bit of a it's, it's some no means noy stuff. 
and uh, Total Crunch Punk Fun Song. Love it. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with a lot of that. So, I mean, this is this is a classic John song off this album. And um, I mean, it's a very, very John song, but it's a very, very no means no-ish John song, right? Like you, you've talked about that, uh, Strangey, that this is, it has some Hanson DNA in it, but it doesn't mm-hmm. super lean into it. I feel like this really does have, this is a no means no song um, and it's at its heart. Uh, and I love that. You know, John does that a lot. I mean, we just talked about Slowly Melting not too long ago. That's a John song and that's- right. That's right, right. one billion percent no means no. But this is also mm-hmm. really of a piece of this album. This really feels sometimes, you know, I, some people have uh, commented on maybe, and I think I'm particularly guilty of this, that I sound a little bit down on the Hanson brothers. Put it on record. I fucking love them. I think they're fucking great. They're just, it's steak and peanut butter to me. Like, I, I don't like the two to mix very much. I like them separate. And I don't like Hanson's on my no means no, because I they're not the same. <laughs> Um, and, and sometimes when they you when got they, your peanut butter on my chocolate exactly. well I don't want to say peanut butter and chocolate because I actually do like those things no, together no, so I, I've had I know. to alter I'm, the I'm metaphor just, right? I, I don't want peanut butter on my peanut steak peanut butter and steak it would be <laughs> shitty I think in um, reference to uh, Jello Biafra and Nomi Snow earlier I've said uh, you know, gravy on the pancakes gravy on the pancakes <laughs> right. same thing right yeah. that's right although that sounds a little better than peanut butter on steak I'm not sure yeah. well, gravy on oh, biscuits I, I guess it's I, not that different but but the, there's other John songs or songs like, you know, I, I was not so keen on solo and some of these other ones. They, they've, they take me out of the album flow a little bit more and they feel a little bit more, less of, of the album. This one really feels like part of worldhood. It, it, it is a big part of the DNA of this album for me. And, it, and, it, and it, I really think it's great. Um, it chugs, man. It chugs. It does. To dig into it a little bit, Matt, we, we all three of us, but Matthew and I had this kind of back and forth. I, I was going on the internet about the opening lines, the opening lyrics, which I'm not going to try to repeat, but the opening lyrics were all and all over the internet. What I was reading, I'm like, that's not fucking right. First of all, it was not what I hear or not what I've routinely heard the opening lyrics to be. And I'm like, this is fucking weird. That's not what it is. Turns out he went and got the liner notes. Those are the fucking words. And the way John does it, I can't tell if it's genius or if I hate it. I, I really don't know. It's weird as fuck. And it's great for that, right? Like it doesn't, it breaks all the rules of how you should break up lines and lyrics yeah. it's really weird but um it's, i think it's kind of genius in a way it includes like very, the f- yeah sorry go ahead no, no yeah it's 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 very fucking interesting um yeah. this song so nomi snow has all sorts of levels they'll they'll go after lyrically uh, uh they have a lot of really great incisive s- songs about psychology right that 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 hit us on the realm of psychology. And I think this is one of their songs that, that cuts in at that level. It's, t- you know, uh, it, it's, it's not that hard to parse out what it's about, or at least in one sense, this notion of repression, this notion of tucking away things we don't want to see this notion of taking advantage of others, uh, of taking advantage of love uh, for our own needs and our own kind of selfish needs and just tucking away the bad consequences of that. Um, and I think it does a really good job of sort of talking about that on a psychological level. It's really, uh, it's really interesting. And I think, um, I don't know if John or Rob wrote the lyrics. I'm assuming it's John. Cause I feel like, I don't know this for sure. Maybe someday we'll find out. But when he sings the lyrics, I often assume he's the one who's written them. Um, I think he did a great job mm. of them. Um, and they're, mm. they're delivered very strangely. Um, but it really interestingly, I, I've definitely come around to, thinking it was fucking hot garbage when I saw those lyrics on the internet to going, no, actually that's pretty interesting. And not just the words themselves, but how he 
syncopates them. The way that he delivers them is... Oh, syncopation. Is kind of nuts. really, really, really good at that. Yes, of course, right? So, when yeah. He it, plays and, the drums and, and good point. Good point. Like, <laughs> yeah. he's, using, he's using his vocals in the same way he does his drums. It is not usual. Right. It's fucking weird as hell. And it's hot. I think I'm it's here hot. for it. And that music break, give me a fucking break. That's fucking hot as hell, that, that music yep. break in this. I love it. I love it. Yep. So... There's my uh, there's my take from the sandwich. What do you think, Matthew? Yeah, it's all John all the time for sure. And yeah, very uh, very Hansen Z. And uh, yeah, I have to also address that that uh, I love the Hansons, um, but there's more Hansons in No Means No than the other way around. Uh, and so if you feel like Hansons, um, you can go listen to the Hansons. <laughs> so the, the the more sort of straight straight ahead uh, No Means No songs that sort of remind me of the Hansons tend not to be the ones that interest me quite as much. That's all. It's not that I dislike mm. the Hansons or want to diss them. It's just that uh, yeah, there, there's more of that to go listen to if you if you want to. Um, yeah, interestingly, this is a, a little di- diagonal connection. I don't know if you guys noticed that there's actually this exact same line in uh rise and in um tuck it away won't get talk out, it anymore what you don't talk about, about it anymore uh, ah. almost word for word there nice i he did not that? notice that don't talk about it anymore which is kind of uh don't talk interesting about it anymore yeah that's fucking great because they're kind of similar oh. you know the uh the song is about um oh. men and women um and you know things get boring some things get um kind of hackneyed and uh, you stop looking for love you just do your thing you just tuck Looking it away um yeah nice i, I love the, the how the the snare and the the kick drum switch switch spots uh in a couple of lines so it's, it kind of backs up it's very makes me want to move it's a very dancey kind of song uh yeah makes you want to do a little boogie and everything like that um but yeah love uh falls to sex it gets old so you don't really look for it after uh your one night stands and everything like that um yeah the breakdown is so much fun it is very very hands to me but uh jesus christ rob that that run down the fretboard it's like yeah yep yep yeah i almost worry about he's gonna hurt himself doing that um yeah that's what he ripped his voice on rise and his fingers on uh tuck it away yeah um yeah simple simpler song uh simpler idea um and just we don't address this idea that um, just everyone's just out fucking each other and that's good enough and maybe it's not. Stop looking for love. Yeah. Right. Nice. <laughs> All right. Ow. Well, again, um, a pairing that uh, puts it up against a song that's really, really, really fucking different. So let's dive into I Can't Stop Talking by Dance of the Headless Bourgeoisie. But before we do, let's stop talking for a second and listen to a bit of this song. I can't stop talking, there is no stopping the brain that keeps talking I know it's not healthy, I know it's not true, I don't even know who I'm talking to But I can't stop talking, I've got to stop talking all night and all day I have something to say I don't know what I know, no, I know it's not true I've got to stop talking, I'm not talking to you Thank you. 
Michelle, regale me. I just, I'm writing another word because I just realized I, 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 I should have put it in there because it explains something. Anyways, okay. You guys have mentioned it before, but this one's kind of jiggy. Like they're getting jiggy with it, right? Because yeah. it's just kind of just a little horsey ride. <laughs> <laughs> and I just this this one word I just wrote was hiccupy. Oh, they, okay. They, yeah. There's this <laughs> when when no, yeah, but that's... when they say I can't stop talking, I I almost hear like somebody's singing up an octave higher, but I just think it's probably just like a vocal ov- overtone or something like this. Anyways, it's a pretty straightforward piece for them, but those stuff with good uh with with a good amount of plenty uh. I can't read for shit, but it's dosed up with plenty of vocal inflections by Rob that make it juicy to listen to. I love John's on and on and on and on. I think that's John singing <laughs> on so. and on and on yeah. and on bit. And everything in the chorus part is very catchy. Rob's bass tone is very farty, which I always like. The ending is pretty happily grandiose and positive sounding, like the end credits of a movie. I think huh. this would sound good at the end of the, of the movie when they're rolling the credits. Great piece. Nice. That's it. That's it. That's it. Sweet. So I'm going to start yep. with a I'm going to start with a little uh, live anecdote first on this. Um, when I when we saw them in New York, I don't think it was a tour we saw them on, Michelle. I think it was either one before. I think it was the one before that when they Here came. Here comes out. another anecdote. Exactly. Nice. <laughs> good pull. Good pull. You got me. Um, and I'd seen them the night before and Rob had a great bit of banter where he would lead into this song kind of talking about like, you know, there's times when you're just blah, 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 going into this grandpa Rob speech. It was great. And the second night I saw them, I was totally drunk and high. And, uh, as he was saying that I kept going, I was in the front, of course, right up at the bottom of the stage, looking up at him, getting the sweat dripped all over me. And I kept going, don't stop talking. Don't stop talking. Oh, you were that guy. Yeah, I was. And he looked down at me and went. (laughs) Oh, I see. Yes, this young man has read the libretto. And I was just like, that's awesome. That's the way to deal with a heckler. You just throw a literate wow. reference at him. So anyway, uh, it was not. It was actually a really positive moment. Like I was, he could. No one could ever. Re- no one else could really hear me. I wasn't being really an asshole. And he was kind of smiling and kind of like, yeah. it was like a wink, wink. Anyway, he nice said moment. something fucking cool. That's oh, great. It was, fucking, it was cool as shit. Ah. So anyway, I loved it. It's the only you time. Should Rob, make a shirt that says that. The only time Rob has ever actually talked directly to me <laughs> was at that moment. Wow. Um, so I, I love this song. I fucking adore this song. I think it's the shit. I love it. A lot of the reason is because um, I, I really share Rob's deep, deep curiosity about the nature of human consciousness. And I think this song is a, you could read it pretty surface level, but I think it's actually pretty fucking profound about when you really dig into it and has some beautiful turns of phrase and has a really great exploration about the nature of the mind. I talked before about Tuck It Away where they have these songs that they that deal on the psychological level, which can be very incisive. And then there's these songs where Rob says, no, fuck that. I want to talk about the nature of mind itself. And, and I'm, I'm going straight for just the nature of what it means to be a thinking person on this planet. What, what is, what's mm. that fucking mystery? Uh, and he mm. really goes for it in this song. And I think it's fucking amazing. And that the way, you know, you talked about the hiccupy nature, the way that riff goes, yeah. it is exactly like that endless loop of thought that just keeps going and going and going yeah. and going. And it yeah. just never fucking ends. It's this loop of thought that just never stops. So again, it's what I fucking love about them. This is one of their fractal songs where every part of it is part of ha- a part of the meaning of the song up to and including at that end, which I'll talk about in a little bit more about how much I love it when they have those breaks and it stops. And it's like, 
oh, I stopped thought for a minute. Oh, no, you didn't. Here it comes back. And you never right. fully get one of those pauses. They give you these breaks. He's trying to stop his thinking, but you can't. It's going to come roaring back in. So all of that is right on point for the theme. And these lines, like, so here's a couple, some of my favorites. I'm just going to read. I don't normally do this, but I'm going to read out a few of these that I just fucking love. Sort of in the middle, he says, the truth around my tongue is curled, a chain of worlds that binds the chain of words that binds the world in a fever. All I see is captured in my commentary. That God is damn, he's a, he, he's a poet. That is fucking genius. It's yeah. fucking genius. And he and it, it really gets to the nature. Some I really agree with. I think I think Rob hints at this a lot. That language is one of our biggest gifts and it's one of our biggest prisons. That it, right. it both is a beautiful tool for expressing our experience and it also completely limits what we're able to describe. And it, it you know, it, he, he talks there about how the world is defined by these fucking words that just never stop. And that's it. And that's all we have. And I just love that. And then I think he sums up his thesis with this when he has the, the, the stanza of if I'm the talker, here's the thing, just who the hell is listening. And if I am not tongue but ears, then whose voice is it that I hear? He's really oh. asking, he's asking the most fundamental question of what the fuck am I? What's my nature? If I'm not this constant talking, which is not me, he externalizes it. It's somebody else in his head. It's him. But it's just this voice that never fucking stops. Then who's listening? Who is that? What is that nature? And he just says it so beautifully. And the way he delivers it is so beautiful it's a it's a fucking masterwork the the way he deals with this and the tone and that he's saying everything with it it's just it's fucking genius and it it it's right in line with one of my main interests in life I, this question is one of my main interests so I've always 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 adored this song and I'm super glad that we get to talk about it because I, I I fucking love it and that goddamn beat drop at the end, holy fuck, I just love it. I love it when No Means No does that. When they give you those, I mean, it's totally stereotypical, but they just get real quiet and they just give you a little bit more and a little bit more. And I don't know if either of you guys have any memories of seeing this live, but I remember seeing this live pretty much on, on many of the tours I saw. And shit went nuts when this went out. All the fans <laughs> knew what was going to happen. You'd all look right. at each other and start bouncing up and down a little bit, get shit-eating grins, look around at each other until that fucking beat fully dropped and the hands were in the air. You're looking around grinning like a fucking idiot to everybody, happy as fuck that they dropped that beat on you. And it was just joyous, and I just feel joy oh, every time I God, hear this song. I feel like I'm at I a concert right now. I just <laughs> love I know it. what you're talking love, about. Love, 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 love this song. They, they so. have those questions a lot. Like, can anybody hear me? Do you know what I'm talking about? We've talked about that with some of their yeah. songs. I can't name them right now. But what you it's, explained with this one is like, they all. It's a huge thread. And, it's a huge thread. Yeah, mm -hmm. but they're not. But 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 they're humble about it, and they're not thinking they know the answer. They're asking out. Like, no, they're. The he, Rob is really an expert at deepening the question. He doesn't provide answers, and that's what real thinkers right. fucking do. I think they they make right. better they, questions. They deepen the questions. They don't try to give you an answer. People mm -hmm. give you an answer. Fuck that. Yeah. That doesn't mean right, anything. Right. Exactly. But help me to ask the question better. Help me to hear mm -hmm. how you struggle with the question. Mm -hmm. That's fucking art, and this is fucking art. So anyway, end of rant. Sorry, I went on for a long time, but I no love this song. So Matthew, you're up. <laughs> what the hell <laughs> was yes. that? I was going to say that word. God damn it. <laughs> what, what, wait, what was that? Nice. What the fuck is that? What is this? It's the German word. Listen. 
Sprechgesang. Oh! <laughs> oh, it's yeah. the talk, the talk singing. The, the, the talk singing. The ch chanting. I, yeah. thought, I thought that was some alarm for some perfect example of it. In your perfect household. Example of it. I can't pronounce it properly. Our German listeners are probably uh, be more amused if I tried, but I'm not going to. Sprankazong. So, yeah, a song about the monkey mind, um, which. Uh, you have uh, referred to in the past, Jordan, about that uh, that constant, um, yeah, it's, it's that bouncy carousel of your mind uh, that just uh, you can't get off of. <laughs> um, this has my favorite meter. It's how my mind works most of the time. This is in iambic tetrameter. Um, whoa, this... whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> What's up, Michelle? Yeah. The truth the around hell? my tongue is curled. The chain of words that binds the world. Yeah. Inner fever, all I see. Yeah. There once was a man from Nantucket. That wrong? No, no. It's actually. No, no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I'm. I'm. I'm just kidding. It's the night before Christmas. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let me get into my. I have my incredibly bad. Well, that's kind of what this song is about, I think. Yeah. You know, a very good friend of mine and listener called me. Trying to pump me up actually because I was feeling like I was annoying myself listening to these episodes, but uh, unapologetically, unapologetically intellectual, and uh, yeah, I, I guess that's kind of uh, me. Me in a nutshell, like uh, that through my life, sometimes it is a bit of a defense mechanism. But you know, I'm not trying to show off, and I'm not trying to intimidate anybody. I'm just super curious or super nervous, <laughs> and uh, that is what uh, kind of the song is about. Um, and it kind of reminds me of a song uh, by a band called All, uh, All uh, called Educated Idiot. It's about, you know, I know how an engine works. I don't know how to drive. <laughs> I, I, know, <laughs> I know where old Zealand is, but I can't tell my left foot from my right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, this this voice that's constantly going in your head and like, what's, what's it for? Um, and the, the middle, the mid, I've certainly felt uh, guilty of it where, you know, I, I, I know this. And how, how dare you contradict this knowledge that I have? Um, and uh, cram these words back down your throat, like that defensiveness of um, this is what you got. This is the little voice. I need to defend the voice. The voice is telling me that this is what it is. Um, and uh, other other perspectives are not welcome because this is the correct one. This is the um, yeah. I love the the bridge and the dissonant guitar because yeah, it's it's the introduce um, kind of dissonant and um, a little bit off putting. Not off putting, but just like little elements that don't quite fit with that bouncy voice, that bouncy hmm. uh, bass line mm -hmm. that goes through the whole thing. Um, so I never heard the silence of that final word. I love that it's whispered and yeah. uh, cram those words back down your throat is uh, snarled. And then, uh, yeah, I, I love his, oh, that's <laughs> kind of like uh, what you're talking about. Yeah. Raise the roof kind of <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah rob um i think this is around when he started to sort of change and i can imagine i didn't know rob um, i've had conversations with him in the past but uh I, I can imagine with all what he read and everything like that that maybe he felt like that guy maybe he felt like the guy who knows and maybe he felt like the guy who always needs to talk about philosophy and all that kind of shit and right around the time when this is when um he developed his interest in um buddhism you know what is this buddhism, voice is that really right, me right. maybe i should just shut the fuck up and um <laughs> you know you wouldn't know this from the podcast but i'm about the age that rob would have been when he wrote this and recorded it and uh you wouldn't know from the podcast but yeah i'm i'm learning at this age 
to shut the fuck up sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, please don't. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. I love I the John. I say it's on and on and on and on. That, that oh, sort of no. exasperated, uh, tedious kind of sound. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, the breakdown, I love how it gets slow and quiet. It sounds like it's going to stop and then just starts up again. Just like your brain. It's like, stop. And then uh, the code is a lot louder. Um, and uh, yeah, it starts and stops, but not in the same way. It's a little bit hard to predict where it's going to start and mm-hmm. where it's going to stop. And is it going to stop? And then it goes into the rape. <laughs> right, right. Just, oh, uh, yeah, right. Really relentless directly. Really yeah. directly. Yeah, it's, it's fucking, one of those ones where there's no... Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you, you. You sort of lose something by listening to it on MP3 or whatever, where there's yeah. there's no yeah. con- continuity into the next song because that's one of the ones that really benefits from it. And these uh, songs are certainly linked together. Their tentacles are wrapped around each other's throats. Um, I love that there's keys at the start too. I didn't even notice until I listened to it. I, bad, oddly enough, like I I had it like streaming to my stereo, couldn't hear it or didn't really notice it, and um, the streaming thingity stopped working and it came out of my uh tinny phone speaker and i'm like oh those are keys and i listened more carefully and there's keys oh um it's kind of cool and played by john i'm sure probably oh, and then yeah. one last thing that i noticed which is really really cool i don't know it's overall it's a song about a guy coming to terms with maybe this voice i can deal with it but it's not going to stop i just need to learn to deal with the fact that it's not going to stop but uh, in the coda at the end, there's this one little bass fart that's off key in a weird spot. And it's like, beep, oh, <laughs> well, I got to go look for that. Yeah, it, it's not. It's not. Yeah. And I think it's just that that didn't that dissonant little thing, that spot of urine <laughs> on your tie that <laughs> fly in the ointment. It's just that urine one, on your tie. I, I don't know, but sometimes oh, there ask. is a union on your tie. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, that, that that little dissonant element that starts being introduced in the flow <laughs> of your um, your clacking parrot's beak. It's like, okay, maybe maybe this is this is a little broken. Maybe it doesn't mean anything. Maybe it's just noise. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I, maybe I, mean, I think it needs you're spot to be on too. oiled or uh, perhaps turned off. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I do think he points the way to that. I mean, in terms of like you talked about his interest in Buddhism. It really is. There's a huge strain, and it's 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 sort of like an open secret that one of the practices is really coming in touch with the listener of really realizing how how profound that is to understand that the pure witness inside oneself is is something to be to to seat oneself in instead of that endless loop. And Rob does such a great job of alluding to that, not answering it, not signposting it too much but really alluding to it yeah i think all that's spot on man yeah hmm. you know, on an extremely personal level as well like uh I, I don't know whether i mentioned on the podcast before that i'm a trained speech and language pathologist i have a master's degree in uh, speech and communication disorders and that sort of stuff um and i've pretty much decided not to be one anymore and uh, i think yeah this song is sort of the, the core of it really like you know trying to help people who don't communicate very well um, to communicate oh. more fluently and everything like that. And like, um, maybe I'm needing to learn how to communicate less and maybe who am I to get people talking more? Does there need to be more talking in the world? 
And anyway. uh, and here we are doing a fucking podcast. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on and on and on and on. Exactly. <laughs> Let's speak and speak and speak and speak. Speak and oh, speak man. and speak and speak. Speak and yep. speak. And speak. <laughs> We do a pretty good job of that. It should be our theme song. How about that? All right. Well, I uh, have a feeling we might have more unanimity, but I don't know. Michelle, let's uh, let's vote for these two. Uh, oh God, songs. I got I I gotta tell you something. I I circled my answer, and now I I, I don't like it. I do what like you, do answer. what you want. Do what mm. you're gonna say, for real. However, you're gonna vote. But can I change my mind? You don't have to. You don't have to stick with your answer. You don't know what your mind was made up. I don't know what your mind was. Yeah, it could be. Uh, all right, I'm, I'm going to stick with and my answer. So. But I, I, I'm going to stick with my answer just because that's what I'm going to do. But I, just fascinating conversation about the others. I'm tucking it. All right, tuck it away. Hmm. Well. This should be interesting. My vote is, I think, probably pretty obvious for yeah. I, can't, I Can't Stop Talking. And for me, it's a 20 football field difference, I think, probably between these songs. So there's not even not even a little bit of doubt, um, which leaves us with a cliffhanger. Matthew, <clears throat> you get the deciding vote. I love these moments. Yeah, for a long time, I definitely would have uh, gone for, for Tuck It Away just because it's, uh, it's, it's so much fun, makes me want to move and everything like that. But actually, I listened to uh, I Can't Stop Talking. Um, it, it used to kind of annoy me. Um, it was a, a lot of talking, I guess. And I couldn't follow the lyrics, and maybe I wasn't in a mood to really learn them and listen to them. And um, <laughs> <Sorry. donk. laughs> Jordan just about stopped talking there. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, uh, a friend uh, who unfortunately is not uh, is not a listener for various technical reasons, but a uh, uh, friend, another Jordan, in fact, uh, this is his favorite No Means No song. And the fact that he loved mm. it so much made me go back and listen to it and examine the lyrics and um, how clever and introspective they actually are. And uh, yeah, I got to vote for um, Can't Stop Talking. Can't Stop Talking about Can't Stop Talking. Woo! Right. Nope. Right, I, I love that this went through. I love that it wasn't unanimous, though. It's always more interesting. Gave us a little drama. Uh, yeah. And they're both bangers. I'm no, no shame on Tuck It Away. That's a they, banger. They are bangers. Oh, they I wanted bangers. to bring up something about Tuck It Away, too, that I've never really... I don't know how I never made this connection. But one of the things being tucked away, of course, is um, a, a particular piece of anatomy, I would say. Um, ah, and is I this never a penis pants. song? Yeah, is but, this a penis song, too? Listen, 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 are these all about listen to this. No, listen to this. The big hero of mine is Robin Williams. And an old Robin Williams routine, he used to always talk about shaking hands with Mr. Happy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Mr. Happy the... was the name of Robin Williams's Wee Wee. So there you go. Yeah. Tuck, wow. Tuck, tuck away Mr. Happy. Back in your pants, So everybody. Mr. Wrong is na- Rob's name for his uh, pee-pee? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You're the one who would know, Mrs. Rockin' Chair. That's right, because we were oh. out on the porch in the tuck- rockin' chair. I am tucking after, away the last few minutes played, of this conversation. Uh, okay. I'm doing well, well after we had some sex. <laughs> I know. I, should, I shouldn't have said that. I just, Well, I, I love let's Rob. insert tab A into slot B. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> Adjourn to Andy's Corrections. Um, so uh, our, our lovely listener and um, muse, uh, Andy Kerr, has uh, sent us some interesting comments. And uh, this kind of goes back a couple episodes because that's, that's the way we roll. Um, all right. 
So I'm just going to read this on out. Okay, here's some more nonsense for y'all. Love Thang, as Matthew rather astutely pointed out, Love Thang is indeed a musical take on the attempted assassination of Ronald Reagan by John Hinckley in 1981, spurred on by Hinckley's obsession with Jodie Foster at the time. In retrospect, it seems quite crude, lyrically speaking, but I kind of like that about it. I called it Love Thang, but it likely started life as Love Thing. Uh, no idea what I would have changed it. And speaking the word thing, I tried to use it in a few different ways in the song. For example, the idea of love as a kind of physical object, but also sarcastically in a sort of hippiest way. You know, it's a love thing, man. Use it like, understand. Uh, I really have a thing for him. As well, more literally, the thing being Hankley's gun. Or worse, real love is scary. Not much to say about the music, but looking back on it now, the break in the middle foreshadows the anti-solo in two lips. A sort of conceptual ode to minimalism with an annoying single note and beat on the offbeat, which goes on interminably until you want to pull your hair out. Live, this was always tricky because naturally your brain, after a few bars, puts the offbeat on the onbeat. So when John finally came back in with the rest of the rhythm, we really had to concentrate. Otherwise, everything went bass backwards. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, and for you time signature freaks, the majority of the song is in 6 4. Hey, right. hey. Joy. And speaking of offbeats, ha ha ha. Right. This song was released long after I was in the band, but it had its roots during the 0 plus 2 equals 1 era, as I believe you mentioned. As a, I can imagine that almost everyone who hears it gets the first beat wrong. The whole song is in 4 4, and the very first note slash beat in the first part falls on the second eighth note. If you can grasp that in your head, not an easy task, it should be said. Then you will hear how the word was meant. The song was meant to be heard. Okay, wormy. Will you say? Will you read that again? Will you read that part again for the thing? Oh, I think the the sh- 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 wait for for what? So you can try to. No, I want to know about his eighth note thing. I want to re- just read that again. Okay, I, I think I'll just read the. I'll go on to the wormies bit, and you can uh, rewind this and listen to it and think about it later. <gasps> unless... Don't shoot. Or do you want to try and think about this and make comments no, on it? No, no, I just no, think no, it's we'll, interesting we'll, and people we'll, want to hear. It. No, I, no, you. No, Michelle, hey. we'll talk about it after he finishes because I want to talk about it too. But I know I remember what he said, so we'll we'll talk about it. Okay, okay. Right, right. yeah. I'm just not all sure right. where you want me to. I'm sorry. Reread from. No, just the the eighth note thing. I'm just. Yeah, we'll 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 pick I'm it back intrigued. up after. I'm intrigued. Okay, Wormies. I think I went to Richard's Records in Victoria and bought this when it came out. I used to have a copy that Rob autographed, long lost, alas, with Andy. Thanks for the two bucks. Love, Rob. I seem to remember that Rob borrowed a couple dollars from for me for something that I can't remember what. Aha. Now it's dark. Very Hanson's-ish. A tribute to Blue Velvet by Rob with a bunch of memorable quotes from the movie. I was never a big fan of this one, it has to be said. To my ears, it sounded like it was continuously on the verge of breaking out, but never quite does. A change of key or bridge in the middle may have helped. I don't know. I don't think it was ever really a contender for the Zero Plus Two Equals One album. It was recorded only as a demo for the record, but not included in the bunch of tracks we decided to lay down at Profile Studios. Mm. Nice. That Blue Velvet wow. thing was, was a good bit of trivia. I love that. Yeah, totally. That's an awesome so, movie. Holy shit. Okay, let me just so, read this bit again. I, I just wanted yeah. to pull my head out of my ass so that I could think about it too when reading it again because i'm i'm reading but not understanding <laughs> right now so um okay no, i hope it's all right that i ask I'm, I'm oh no sure of course of course shit. i just didn't want to get all right. lost it's, all it's, right it's, no it's, i'm sorry and i remember I i'm like it's I it's 33 degrees in here so <laughs> uh, not thinking all that clearly uh right so um i can imagine that almost everyone uh who hears it gets the first beat wrong the whole song is in 4-4 four, four, 
and the very first note slash beat in the first bar falls on the second eighth note. Yeah. If you can grab so that. Boom, joy, right? It's not joy, joy, it's joy, right? You're right. Yeah. starting right. on the right. second eighth note. So that's, uh, yeah. And it does make you hear the song differently. And I think it comes out much more in that, uh, in the fish tank version when they're doing yeah. the sort of ska mm -hmm. version of it a bit. They really play that up more than in the, on the uh, world hood. And it's also really so, like that on the yeah. zero plus two equals one and a half, just instrumental version of it. It's really that eighth note. So I put the eighth note. I remember saying that they, they dropped the last eighth note, but what happened? I was wrong. They, they just, there was an the eighth note rest. Then they started. Right. Yeah. So I, I had the eighth note on the total wrong end of the phrase. But it, this is the challenge for every listener. Go back and listen oh, to that song. See, that's and, hot shit. And listen to the three different versions, actually, if you if you can find them, and uh, and and listen to it that way. I think it's it is interesting how shit can change. I'd actually to, to reflect back to I can't stop talking. That song fucks with me in this way too. Like the way that the guitar, when it's just the bass coming in, and then the guitar comes in, the way those rhythms play off each other my brain switches back and forth in, in how it hears it. And I can kind of hear it in two different ways. I love it when they do shit like that. These guys are masters. Yep. Anyway. Well, we made it. Jeez. We got two more songs. Tuck it away has been tucked away and I can't stop talking. Apparently won't stop for a while. And, uh, I'm doing well. not doing so well. And rise. Is risen. <laughs> oh shit. I don't know where all that came from, but there you go. Dad jokes, uh, right on brand. It's so, kind of like urine on your tie. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I love that. I'm bringing that back. So uh, thank you, everybody, for joining in. This was another fun one. It was good to get in the rhythm of this again. It's good to be with these two nerds. Uh, just FYI, doing this, recording this is one of the highlights of my week. These two folks are just fucking amazing. And how fortunate are we Aww. to get to geek out about this band? And how fortunate are we that... There's so many of you more every day who apparently want to fucking listen to us talk about it. So thank you yeah, for listening. Thank we you. Absolutely would not keep doing this if it weren't for you. And if you want to talk at us, talk with us, there's some places you can do that. You can go to, uh, uh, there's kind of two Facebook groups. There's the, the original one, no means no. So white, right. We're wrong. Facebook group, which is just a general, no means no great fucking group full of great people. But we've mm -hmm. made our own little Facebook group, not to replace it, but just so that we don't clog up that one with the, all of our own bullshit. So you can feel free to join that one. We'd love to have you there. Um, we're on Instagram at no means nothing and uh, also Twitter at no means nothing. Uh, yeah. You know, or email twits. us like we said on the twits email us. Like we said, we'd love to hear your, we hear your shit. Yeah. Your uh, interest and participation, your interest and participation is yeah. so very appreciated and um, surprising to us so. yeah it means the world it means <laughs> yeah. the world any last words everybody yeah. all right well then uh Breckenhauser. yeah <laughs> dear listener i just want to ask you if uh you hand me up the cup i'll read from the book together we're all seeing Sprechgesang. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>